Hello and welcome to Daily Awesome Music. My name is Colin McDonald and this is The Damn Tonight Show. So let's look at some headlines. Matthew McConaughey gave some couple a tour in Austin and hey Matthew, come see some live music with Daily Austin Music. The Minister of Culture should be coming out to see live music, so hit me up. In other ultra boring news, apparently we just don't care what the city does. Only nine people responded to the Creative Spaces survey and now we face a live music fun community forum coming up on the 16th, so let's do better. Now, according to an article over at the Austin Monitor by Chad Swiatecki, the Music Commission is pushing for urgent use of these funds. But let's remember, the Music Commission can only endorse the recommendations by the working group to council. That's it. As far as I know, the Music Office will actually be in charge of actually deploying the funds. And also remember, this is not musician money. This is money for the commercial music sector and whatever that is. And hopefully it will end up going to the most underserved parts of our music community. And if it doesn't, I'm not gonna shut up about it, ever. It's been 36 days since Prop B was defeated and I'll keep a running number of days until the money sees the light of day. Not musicians' pockets, but the light of day. And in other news, I went down to the AMF Roadmap event last night and man, it was very eye-opening. I had no idea that musicians were that uninformed. I mean, are you that uninformed? The guy just quoted Gary Vee for about 10 minutes and then went over best practices on social media that you could easily find Googling it. So I've made a decision to just go ham and I'm gonna start putting out a lesson every day. Lesson one, post stuff, often. We'll move on to lesson two tomorrow. And now to our main story, Black Fret. Now last week I was lucky enough to get a media pass to the Black Fret Ball and it was quite the experience. After I took pictures over at the red carpet, I was searching for a spot when I ran into a friend who said, you know, tonight, this is Austin music. And at first I thought, yeah. And then I thought, wait, kind of the best thing about Austin music is that you can have 20 of the best bands all playing in one venue. And that's still not even the best show in town. Countless other great shows going on all over this city. Now this city has more than these 20 bands, more than a couple genres and more than a corporate ladder climbers that are able to pay the black fret fee. That being said, this event was on point. Everything was very well planned and implemented. It felt like a conference more than a ball, but it was a spectacle nonetheless. And I really appreciated the two stage setup to quickly transition between bands. And the event lasted just over four hours. It was long, but every band that graced the stage got a grant. There were no losers at the Black Fret Ball, except the guy in the back getting upset that there were no losers. I felt like I was on some nightmare version of The Price is Right where everybody wins a car. I guess you can say the minor grant winners won less than the major grant winners because the major grant winners got 20,000 and the minor grant winners got 7,000. Now it's supposed to be 5,000, but the Black Pumas apparently gave their grant back. Why were they up for a grant? I guess their rise was really quick. Um, but yeah. And if there's voting among the Black Fret members, then somebody had to get like eight votes. And that band can't win any money. And here's a nice time for an interjection. I am assuming a lot of information and gathered a lot of information from people I have talked to, but I've yet to sit down with the co-founders, Colin and Matt. So let's go over what exactly Black Fret is. And this is from the website. Black Fret is a community of music fans dedicated to good music, good times, and the sustainable success of Austin's local musicians. Together we do three things. Number one, we provide grants and mentoring to exceptional musicians. Black Fret members share, nominate, review, and vote for musicians living and playing in Austin through our artist selection process. Number two, we gather to see our nominees perform in unique locations. 
Black Fret holds over 20 unique performances throughout a year in a wide range of formats from focus listening sessions to festival style parties. And of course, the annual award show, the Black Fret Ball. Number three, we seek to build an endowment that allows more grants and more performances. Once membership grows to support it, we plan to build an endowment with annual contributions from our members. As the endowment grows, the organization will leverage the interest earned on the invested dollars to provide more grants and support to artists and our broader community. All that to say Black Fred is a membership organization that gives money to musicians the membership likes. The end. It's pretty simple, right? Well, I reached out to y'all and see what you thought about the Black Fret model and was pretty overwhelmed by the response. And the number one thing I heard was the founders are seriously great people with no nefarious ulterior motives, so that's amazing. And the next thing I heard was the complaints about the lack of diversity. But come on, this is a bunch of people of voting that could afford the membership fee. It's $1,500 a year. So these people like what they like. And that's fine, it is what it is. We'll come back to that one. The next most common thought I heard was, how do I get nominated for a Black Fret grant? And the answer is kind of unclear. And after talking with a few Black Fret artists and a bunch of musicians, the best way to seems to be to book a show with a Black Fret band, reach out to the Black Fret advisors and board members, and finally just go hang out with that crowd. It's not hard to spot. Black Fret is a very clicky group, which again, I have no problem with whatsoever. This is the model. Nobody's tricking anybody into anything. And finally, and really the most common thing I heard was baseless claims of ruining Austin music. Okay, let's address this. Austin music is ruined already. Black Fred didn't have anything to do with it. I'm just kidding, calm down. This is a model, a successful one. Just because they didn't choose you, don't complain, compete. Which brings me to my conclusion. Black Fred, good or bad? Good. Like, Friendster good. This is the beginning of a model that could revolutionize the way local music gets funded. Could. Because they showed that the richiest rich, the fanciest fancy way of doing it works. And what I'm wondering for all you musicians complaining out there is what are you doing to compete? Honestly, my only gripe against Black Fret is that they decided to expand to Seattle instead of starting Blue Fret that catered to the blues crowd, or Red Fret for Latin music, or Orange Fret for country, oh, on and on. They started Black Fret in Seattle. And trust me, I get the networking upsides and all that, but it's kind of what happens to a few Austin artists that have made it big. If you expand something too soon, it breaks. We'll see though. I'm optimistic about what they're doing and the model they're pursuing. It's just, it's not the model for everybody. Now, I would love to talk to you about starting the first Black Fret competitor, Damn Fret. Membership would be a hundred bucks a season, maybe. Throughout the year, instead of holding events, we pick a metric to judge by, like Spotify streams or YouTube views, actual sales, and the winner gets all the money. Then the losers don't get anything. It could work, could not. But I'd love to see your ideas about how to compete with Black Fret. And remember, competition isn't trying to put someone out of business. When two teams play in the NBA, no matter who wins or loses, the league is winning. Honestly, overall, it was a great event. Is it perfect? No. But complaining about Black Fret is like complaining there was no 4K in 1975. We're just not there yet, and we'll get there, but technology and consumer behavior has to catch up. With subscription services dominating like they are, I honestly think we're well on our way. And our experimental stuff like Friendster, I mean, Black Fret should be appreciated and critiqued, like everything else in life. You take the good and the bad, and there you have the facts of life.
Do it. It can be done. The Dan Tonight Show will be right back with a couple interviews and then the top five moments of the Black Fret Ball after this message. Kids in a New Groove's mission is to provide Central Texas children living in foster care with a committed, one-on-one -on -one mentoring relationship through free weekly private music instruction. Since 2009, Kids in a New Groove has empowered over 700 youth with music's mentorship. Children in foster care are highly vulnerable and underserved population. Having undergone emotional, sexual, or physical abuse, the children's lives are traumatic before they even enter foster care. And their music mentors and their students build a lasting relationship of support which helps the students succeed academically, emotionally, and socially. Kids in a New Groove equips youth in care with concrete tools to show the world, and more importantly, youth themselves, what they can accomplish with passion and dedication. And they need your help to continue making an impact. Kids in a New Groove seeks volunteer music mentors to provide weekly music lessons and mentorship to youth in foster care. Now for more volunteer opportunities, go and down and visit thekidsinanewgroove.org. Now I know I talk a lot about doing more, better, faster, but there's another part to that that is equally important. And I sat down with Eric Rabb from Hakonye and we talked about taking care of yourself in the midst of the hustle. So welcome back to Daily House Music. I'm here with Eric Rad, and we're talking about taking care of yourself through the hustle. And uh, I actually saw your post uh, about offering to your free services. Mm -hmm. So just just talk to me a little bit about self-care during the hustle in this creative industry. There's this, as kind of we were talking a bit before this, there's this belief that if you just put in the hours, if you just continue to go, 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 and it's pretty much from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, if you work, success is going to happen. But there's the once you then turn that page, there's then that other piece where they might say, you know, disclaimer, you might become unhealthy, fat, depressed, um, hair might fall out, whatever, where they then say, well, you got to be able to pull back. You got to be able to see, okay, if I'm just going, 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 is there going to be a return off of those hours? So now if you put in a hundred hours, you still only might get 10 quality hours. And what are you doing for that other 90? Added, it's a waste of time. What are the methods of self-care, of taking care of yourself so you can go hard mm -hmm. and get more than 10% of your hours to count? Yeah. What are your practices, best practices? My personal practice, and this is, I kind of gone the insanity route of this stuff. I've done everything from extended fasting. Right. I've done, I haven't eaten for three days at a time. Um, meditation's a big thing. Exercise is my biggest thing that I need to move at some point in the day for 30 minutes, pick up something heavy, do something. I, I do a lot of weightlifting, but it's a lot of how I really look at it at a very high level is if I'm working, I can only work for so long and then I'm gonna, I need to take a break. Not necessarily physically, but it might be mental. It might just be, hey, I need to get up and walk away, take 10 minutes, take 30 minutes, take an hour, and then go back to it because then you're all of a sudden seeing the same thing maybe from a different angle. Right. So meditation, some journaling, uh, working out, eating right is a big thing, right. figuring out. Um, and then the other thing is drinking water, which I think is very simple, yes. but people just kind of overlook, ah, I get my water, but you know, I d woke up today and I drank a glass of water that was this big, like a stein. Yeah. So. <laughs> so soda soda and beer are not water. Nope. It doesn't count, okay? It doesn't count as hydration. A, a lot of times when you're working in the creative industry, and especially when you get around really motivated people, 
brakes are often looked at as weakness. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I, I try and preach on the diminishing returns. Uh, so like you talked about, how do you find strength and even inspire other people you're working with to actually take a break and take care of themselves? Well, I, there's an example. Uh, we went to Denver, mm -hmm. kind of the a group of people that we work with we went to Denver and we drove overnight to Denver and everything and once we got there I was like hey man I need to work out so I brought little like resistance bands to work and two of the guys were like yeah I need to do something too so we went through and we weren't doing anything music related but just through kind of the camaraderie the conversation doing something sweating and working hard and kind of being like oh that was a burn that was kind of tough you have a whole nother connection that you kind of that transpires from that right. which I think has um, like I still work out with those guys nice. like one of the guys comes in town Harry comes in town and is like hey man I need to get in a workout I need to nice. do some stuff so we go and we squat and right. you know do stuff like that so it's built it it's it's built a whole nother kind of facet to our relationship a whole right. nother way that we've connected and we bonded because even I remember the the workout that we did have the conversation was just insane it was awesome because people don't understand that if you do these things to take care of yourself you mm -hmm. can actually go longer and harder it's well it's, it's kind of like right now you say i don't need to work out but in five years or ten years all of a sudden now your your back hurts or your shoulders can't move as far and then you try and do something because you're like oh well i'm only 36 but I haven't worked out since I was 26 and I tried to do something while I'm on stage performing or I tried to go on a tour and it was just bang 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 and the next thing you know you just crash so there's that you you got to play the long game and the thing that I've realized is it's not about just burning the candle as long as possible but it's burning the candles at the right time you, you burn the candles when it's dark there's you know what I mean? Like you provide light. Like there's a purpose to what we do. Mm -hmm. It's not working for the sake of working isn't a good thing. You know, working towards your goal and making mm -hmm. progress is a good thing. My basketball coach said in in college, "Don't mistake activity with achievement," and that kind of was has been stuck in my head. Of there's no reason to get in the gym, and if you're not gonna get something out of it then just because you're in there doesn't mean anything's happening just because you're in the studio doesn't mean something's happening just because you're at the computer doesn't mean something's happening that's powerful dude eric thank you for being here thank you for always coming. i also sat down with george corbin earlier this week to talk about the austin hip-hop awards 10-year anniversary and their award show in january and when we come back after that we'll have the top five moments of the black fretball What's going on? I'm G. Corbin with the Austin Hip Hop Awards, owner, operator, founder, all that good stuff. Um, the Austin Hip Hop Awards, as of now, is in its 10th year. So this is the 10th anniversary of the actual show. Um, what it is, pretty much, is just recognizing the talent that we have here in the city, hip hop and R&B wise and everything that has to do with the culture and the elements of the culture. To be 100% honest, um, I started it because I would see the other, the other award shows in the city, the Austin Music Awards, the things that the statement, Statesman does and the Chronicle and everything that they do. And um, I felt as if there was another side that was missing out on all of the, the, the festivities. Um, the people that weren't too much 
backpackers, I guess you would say, the type, even though we include them also. Um, it seemed like those were the only ones that was getting looked at talent-wise. And it's nothing really wrong with looking at them talent-wise. What the issue is is there's a, a whole spectrum of hip-hop. There's different sounds to hip-hop than just one type. A lot of people feel like just because you're rapping, you're rapping. Um, in the past 10 years, man, what's really crazy to me is the scene seems to go with popularity. And underneath of all of that, there's still a sound that is Austin. Um, although popular music is what it is and they do what they do, cool, make your millions and all of that. What I'm a fan of is the artistry and the dedication that a lot of these artists put in, but they don't get any recognition for it. I know some artists right now that don't have day jobs. All they do is they rap and they are on major placement in movies or they are touring around the United States. One guy just got back from, uh, I think it was Mumbai or whatever, with Katy Perry, but that doesn't get light shined on it because you know people don't know of it so they automatically feel that it doesn't happen but it's definitely happening it's happening more so than people really think it is artists to get nominated it's as simple as this every year during the time for the award show the people nominate um literally that's pretty much it besides the committee sitting together and I won't say the committee members names cause, uh, I'll let them uh, do that on their own. Um, the committee will come together and we'll sit down and we'll discuss certain artists and we'll see if what they've done throughout the time frame for the award show does what they've done equal up to what the other nominations are looking like and say yeah this person needs to be nominated no this person doesn't need to be nominated and then we'll go from there but from for the most most part it's public nominations people go to the website people go to the website and they'll click on uh, vote or nominations whichever one is here at the time or you can go to that and then you can actually click on to nominate uh, your favorite person make sure you get to the website and vote um, you can only vote one time per IP address so we don't want people just going and saying oh well, I can't vote anymore I'm telling you now you cannot vote more than one time per IP address to make it as fair as possible for what we have so just go to AustinHipHopAwards.com, vote for your favorite slash the most deserving. Now to the top five moments of the Black Fretball. First, we'll start with an honorable mention. The sound team. Y'all killed it. Imagine for a second running an event like this and the numbers of things that could go wrong. Everyone involved in this, in putting this thing on deserves whatever they got paid. They did a great job. Now, number five, simultaneously taking the award of biggest band, my favorite band, Superphonicos comes in at number five because they got cut off. They got cut short for time. They were scheduled to play two songs, but were cut down to one. Do you have another one? Like, yeah. uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm the 
the one who's confused here. I didn't know if there was one or two. That sucked. Number four, the Texas KGB came out dropping bombs on the red carpet, letting the press know that their new name is Madam Radar. We're changing our band name. It's going to be Madam Radar. And I actually like it. Better than Texas KGB. Number three, Think No Things performance was amazing, including the best guitar stand throw I think I've ever seen in Austin. But, and this is where voting can go wrong, they got 7,000, a minor grant, while Western Youth, a band I reviewed back last year and their record they made with Black Fret Money that was terrible, wasn't good at all, they got 20K to do it again! What? Now number two, Dr. Joe just playing two songs when he was scheduled to play one. Because why not? What are you going to do about it? Dr. Joe, I like you. And the number one moment for me of the Black Fret Ball was, again, Dr. Joe. At the conclusion of the event, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to come out and lead a stage full of people, everybody that performed, and lean on me. But instead, he, introduced, he came out with Leon Russell's A Song For You, while a stage full of people stood there, awkwardly, waiting for him to start the plan song. And I love that. If this is not true and this was planned, please don't tell me. Thank you so much for watching The Damn Tonight Show. Be sure to check out Daily Austin Music every day for Who's Playing Tonight at 9, Austin Music News at noon, Music Reviews at 2, Talk and Shop at 4, and The Damn Tonight Show Wednesdays at 10.30. I'll see you tomorrow.